Hello, you dirty, filthy whorebags. Welcome back to another episode of Queen's Table. It's your girl, Queen S. And I hope you guys had an amazing Thanksgiving. I hope you guys had, you know, the best time, the best food that you guys were surrounded by love and happiness. Um, I will say me personally, like this was the first adult Thanksgiving that I had because I was house hopping. I was lit. I was turned. I was mixing. I was, you know... There was zero fucks given, you know, I was literally just enjoying myself and it was like, you know, I I think I enjoyed it the most because I was doing what I wanted to do, you know, because I realized like over the years, you know, when it comes to Thanksgiving, um, Thanksgiving is whatever you make it to be. It's not necessarily you around the table of people that you call your relatives, you know, and I, and I realized that this year there has been a lot more friendsgiving so i will say that this year i did a lot more friendsgiving than actual thanksgiving even though me and my family we kind of sort of did something together but we really didn't do i didn't really enjoy i haven't really enjoyed like a family thanksgiving since i was in middle school to be completely honest but i hope everybody had a safe and amazing thanksgiving i hope there was nothing but laughter tears memories good times all that good stuff so me i was too full i was really just looking forward to all this food so i wasn't even tr- trying to give y'all no love but you know your girl is back because ultimately speaking I love every single last one of y'all who support me whether I know you on a personal level or not so we're just gonna jump right into it with tea time with queen s on queen's table honey okay so we're just gonna jump right into it so the first tea that we're gonna talk about is omarion and his petty finance okay so on Omari, oh, so what Omarion did, so on Little Fizz's birthday, he announced the Millennium Tour for 2020. And in this tour, B2K is nowhere in sight, honey. So on this tour is going to be the Ying Yang Twins, Sammy, Pretty Ricky, of course, um, Bow Wow, and then as well as um, Lloyd and Soulja Boy. So, of course, everybody was waiting to see of course, what the other B2K members would have to say. So, Jay Boogie originally posted up a video of him, you know, boxing and was like, woke up feeling like this. But he later reneged and clarified. And he said, congrats to my guy on this tour. Get the bag. I'll be at the LA show. It's your time. And I want to I want to see the show that you're about to put on. Bow wow, welcome back. Like the old days, happy for you. Lock it in. Give these people what they deserve. In the words of Boogie, let's kill these motherfuckers, LOL. And then J- and then Raz B came out and stated, you know, congrats to the fellows of round two. Omarion's my brother and he deserves the world. So we both know the way that Black Twitter works. So Black Twitter was not going to let that fold over. Because number one, Omarion fine petty ass announced this on Fizz's birthday. Okay. He announced it on Fizz's birthday. Mind you, April just posted a whole lovey-dovey, you know, kumbaya, my lord, you know, type of um, bio. Like, this, like, Fizz is, like, the best nigga that she's ever met type shit. You know what I'm saying? And so, Black Twitter went crazy. So, Black Twitter was, like, um, Fizz gonna be stuck at home watching Omarion kids while he's on tour. Oh, a genius. Omarion taught some of y'all the lesson. Sometimes you just let people do the extras and they play themselves out. Omarion was a real man, stayed silent, didn't disrespect his child's mother, secured the back, leveraged all the all of this and all of this publicly, and announced the tour with outfits, chess moves, I see. And then <laughs> and then somebody was like, Little Fizz showed up backstage um trying to talk to Omarion like he didn't know that he was the oldest of the temptation. Child, 
listen, I'm here for Omarion being petty because at the end of the day, you know, to each his own. You know, I personally feel like there's a lot of people in this world. You know what I'm saying? And to for you to just magically just feel like you fell in love with your homeboys slash god kids baby mamas is just out of this world for me. I just I just don't understand the correlations in the two. I don't understand why there's a correlation in the two, but to each his own. You like it. I don't love it. But to each his own, we're just going to leave it as that. But Omarion, congratulations for being the petty king, you know, to each his own. Like, you you are you are that, okay? You are that petty king, okay? You came, you saw, and what you did, you conquered. And you did not look back. So, hats off to you. The queen sees you because I couldn't have done a better job myself. All right, so next topic on... Queen's table tea time. Toya is a fiance again, honey. Okay. Over the week, Toya's man, Red, proposed to her in a very intimate setting. And it was so beautiful. Okay. It was so beautiful based off of the videos that I did see on Instagram because, you know, they very they kept it very private. So there, there's not really much to go off of. But I do know. That Regine asked Red, well, Red asked Regine if it was, like, okay for him to, to propose to her mom. And she cried. And I just feel like that is just so beautiful when a man just respects yours. Like, respects your space enough to, like, you know, meet everybody in your circle where they need, where where they're at to, like, get their blessings. You know what I'm saying? Because there are some guys who wouldn't even care to reach out and say, hey, you know, I love your mom. You know, is this what you want? Is this not what you want? You know, especially because Regine is now an adult, you know, she just turned 21 and stuff like that. But he did ask her for her, her mom's hand in marriage and stuff like that. And so she said yes. And she posted a beautiful caption that said, yes, yes, and yes, for humbling my spirit, for restoring my faith and love, for raising the bar, for being all what a man should be. For each of these and more, I say yes. Looking forward to forever with you. Hashtag rushing down the aisle. And then he posted on his page, Brunette asked here, girl, you're all mine. She said yes. These are the type of energies that I need, okay? If you're not going to be a hot nigga, okay? With a little spaz, a little jazz, but you're an entrepreneur, you're about your money, you're about your family, you're about your woman, you're about handling business. Come see your girl, okay? Come see your girl. Because at this point, I just love love. You know what I'm saying? And she's been through a lot, especially in the public eye when it comes to love and stuff like that. So I really do appreciate the fact that she's found her happiness and that she's she's gotten to a place where um she's at peace with everything and that she knows her worth and that she's found a man who knows her worth too so that is just so beautiful so my heart goes out to y'all i wish y'all the best on y'all union i cannot wait and, and girl i i need i need a boyfriend toya you may not want a boy but i need a boy because you're just you're just an awesome mother so i would only i would i could only imagine how you would be if you were a mother to a son you know what i'm saying but i love love i love the fact that you're in love again and you're in love with the man who loves you and all of you and i wish y'all the best on this union all right so on to the next topic on tea time we're going to talk about proud family okay proud family is rebooting okay 
sources confirmed that the actress that plays Sugar Mama confirmed that there's going to be new episodes being played on Disney Plus. Okay. If y'all don't know, so Sugar Mommy herself slash the Family Matters actress Joe Marie Payton officially confirmed that the Pride family is making its way to Disney Plus with new episodes. She announced this exciting news to fans um, that have been waiting for years when they were on the Stranahan, Sarah, and Kiki show. So I'm excited. I love me some Pride family. Pride family just bring back so much good, wholesome memories of just childhood. Pride family was too real growing up and I realized that with a lot of our throwback shows that there was a lot of subliminal messages whether that was good subliminal messages or bad subliminal messages but there was a lot of subliminal messages that were constantly being thrown at us growing up in these cartoons especially in the proud family that we didn't put two and two together and now looking back on these same episodes it kind of makes sense like it's like damn like it's crazy that you guys is kind of like giving us a heads up and we didn't even realize that you was giving us a heads up Side note, while we're talking about Disney Plus, I'm happy for Disney Plus. I am. I'm truly excited. I'm jumping up for joy because now I can watch all my old good episodes. However, I'm low-key pressed as fuck because so you mean to tell me, Disney, y'all been sitting on all of this archive for 11 something years and they never want to whip them out, never want to bring them out, never wanted to tell nobody that y'all had all of these archives. And had us watching these bootleg new shows that ain't had no substance, that ain't had no meaning, that ain't had nothing. The only good thing that y'all had was good luck, Charlie. And if that. And so you had me growing up watching these bootleg, raggedy ass t- shows when y'all was sitting on the Proud family in y'all archives. Y'all was sitting on Smart House in y'all archives. Y'all was Sitting on Halloween Town, so disrespectful. Uh, but beggars can't be choosers, so I'm okay with it getting it now because now I know, you know, they about to start seeing the people around me. They about to start seeing what real childhood look like with the Disney Plus because this new generation, I don't know what y'all got for yourselves, but y'all don't have nothing good on TV. Not one thing. I can't name not one good cartoon show tv show that y'all have that is popping right now let me think nah i ain't got nothing i ain't got nothing for you ain't got nothing for you ain't got nothing nothing for you nothing not one thing nothing not one thing nothing for you all right let me stop all right so next topic on tea time with queen sandra okay we're going to talk about French Montana. So French Montana has been in the hospital for, uh, has been in ICU for over a week. Okay. He was in the hospital because he, he suffered a mild stroke and his blood pressure was way too high. So they admitted it in him, but he finally came out. So that is good. Health is wealth, people. Health is wealth. Okay. When your body is telling you that it's time to do better, then y'all need to do better. Okay. Because at the end of the day, your body you only have one body. So it's best that we take care of our body. It's best that we do what we need to do when it comes to our bodies and stuff like that. So hats off to you, French Montana. I'm glad that you're okay. I'm glad that you're feeling better. So that's awesome. All right. And so we're going to talk about Summer Walker. Okay. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while now. 
but I just thought that, you know, eventually, like, this whole situation will kind of die down. But it seems as though it's not going to die down. So, might as well just talk about it, okay? So, Summer Walker, when it comes to her tours, um, has not been in the best light, okay? So, she recently just had a show earlier this week in Toronto. And then she also had a show, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was Chicago, with both shows, she, of course, did her normal routine, her normal gesture. I think with her recent show that she just had, she literally walked off stage, like, mid-segment, just, was just like, fuck it. But her show in Toronto, she posted videos and pictures of her behind stage with Drake and stuff like that. And her fans, of course, went on Twitter and tried to read her through filth. So she, one person said, LOL, Summer Rocker is something else. Had y'all waiting three plus hours to perform for 25 minutes and no opener. The tickets were a hundred plus dollar. And she was, she was stroking up and down the street of Toronto with Drake. She does not respect y'all at all. And so with the show that she just had, somebody posted on Twitter that she was also lit as well in that in, in mid-section, like mid-segment while she was singing, she just walked off. So with the Toronto show, she went on Instagram live and she basically went off. She was like, she didn't have no knowledge of the time. She didn't know anything. She literally just went on set. When they told her to go on set, she didn't even know that people were waiting three, four hours. Like she doesn't understand where all of this energy is coming from when she was, she only goes where they tell her to go basically. So with that being said, okay, and I'm gonna keep it a butt with y'all. With that being said, at this point, I blame y'all. Okay. At this point, y'all are playing with your own face because, okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. When Summer Walker first announced that she was going on tour, I was ecstatic. I was jumping up for joy. You know, I was pinching my pennies together because I wanted to make sure that I seen her because I love her music. Even though her album, I feel like over it could have been done a lot with a lot more effort. I feel like her songs were very like, you know, like it was like, there was no effort. So I feel like if her album had a little bit more effort to it, then it would be really, really good. But her lack of effort, you know, all of her songs, well, not all of her songs. I, I fuck with her album. Let's just put it like that. But, when somebody show you who they are the first time, you believe them, okay? How many shows have she's had from the first show where she's shown the same pattern of her, of her not giving a fuck about her timeliness, giving a fuck about her audience, giving a fuck about her fans, really and truly giving a fuck about her meet and greet? You know, all of these things. Like, at some point in time, y'all have to wake up and smell the coffee and stop blaming others for y'all being in y'all situations. I'm not going to I'm not going to continuously fund somebody. Or I'm not going to look forward to funding somebody if their track record throughout this whole tour has been nothing but BS. Why would I continuously try to put faith in in her thinking that oh, my city is somewhat different. She owes nobody nothing. Truth be told, if I was anybody and I paid money, I would get my money back. And I will go about my business because at this point, she's making a mockery of y'all. She's making a mockery of y'all time, y'all energy, y'all effort, and most importantly, y'all coins, okay? Y'all coins. She gets paid whether y'all are there or whether y'all not there. That's what, you know, there's the disconnect. Y'all putting y'all blood, sweat, and tears into these 
tickets just for her to just shit on it. Like, you know, y'all are better than me. I learned what I needed to learn when, you know, it was it was it. You know, like I learned what I need to learn through the fine lines that she don't care. So why should I? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all just have to pick and choose y'all battles. And for y'all to still be upset that she's not on time, for y'all to still be upset that she's playing with y'all coins, y'all should be upset at yourself, okay? Because at this point, y'all playing with y'all own coins. Y'all playing with y'all own face because y'all know better. And y'all still think the bitch is going to be different. Ha! Fools. Mm, 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 mm. Anyways, okay. Next topic on Tea Time with Queen Sandra on Queen's Table, honey. We're going to talk about Gabrielle Union, honey. This tea is piping motherfucking hot, okay? Okay, so this is the tea. So apparently, they said that Gabrielle Union got fired because she was very boisterous when it came to the toxic environments that were behind closed doors when it came to America's Got Talent. So Gabrielle Union and Juliana, who is from Dancing with the Stars, both came out and voiced their opinions when it came to toxic cultures, toxic work environment, and that sort of things. So apparently back in April, when Jay Leno was a guest judge on the show, he made a racist comment towards Asians. So during the taping of one of the segments, he made a joke about Simon Cowell's dogs looking like something that you will find on a menu at a Korean restaurant. Many of them took the issue with the joke, but Gabrielle Union urged producers to report the joke to NBC Human Resources and a lot of other things transpired from there. Also, um, there was a harsh critique regarding the ladies' physical appearances, specifically Gabrielle Union, who was allegedly told by executives that her hair was too black at times. I believe it. Okay, I believe it wholeheartedly because the same thing happened with Nick Cannon, if y'all don't remember. So Nick Cannon was also fired on America's Got Talent after he said a comment about like he made a comical joke. I think his joke was like, um, uh, uh, he said like the, the abbreviations for NBC is niggas be careful or something like that. And then, you know, they wanted him to come out and apologize for it. He said he wasn't going to apologize for it because he's seen some things himself that just rubbed him the wrong way. And they were really like trying to make him like question himself. And so he just decided to walk away to keep the state of his sanity. So there is definitely a pattern. NBC is the same network that Bill Cosby was trying to take ownership to prior to all of these drug situationships and stuff like that so (laughs) it's a pattern but anyways of course Gabrielle Union's man D-Wade was not far away from supporting his wife from afar so D-Wade stated in a series of tweets men lie women lie numbers don't lie over the past year I've been approached by many people who said that my wife is the main reason they started watching America's Got Talent or that they love her insight and sincerity on the show so when I got news that my wife was being fired, my first question was obviously why. And I'm still waiting on a good question. I'm still waiting on a good answer to that question. But if anyone knows her or I've heard of her, you know that she's an advocate for our community and our culture. As proud as I were for her being selected as a judge on America's Got Talent, I'm even more proud of her standing up for what she stands for, and that is us. So cheers to you, Gabrielle Union, on not losing sight of the lessons we've talked about teaching our daughter and for kicking ass while you were on that platform. Number one judge on one of the biggest shows in the world. And then to make add insult to injury, okay, our good dear sister, soul sister, Miss Ellen Pompeo, 
came out and said the same thing. She stood up for Gabrielle Union. She said, it's unfortunate that NBC, the same network that projected disgusting men like Mike Lure and punished women for speaking out and not putting up with it, has not changed their practices or culture. I support Gabrielle Union's commitment to speaking up to injustice, and it takes courage. This is a teaching moment. It's important. White girls, I'm talking to you. Whether you truly understand what racial injustice is or not, that you stand with your sisters in the front lines. Don't cut side deals. Don't get, don't, don't not get involved because this isn't your issue because it is. And oh, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Thankful for all the women out there who refuse to put up with bullshit. I'm here for it. I'm here for it, Meredith. I'm here for it because truth be told, like, what y'all fail to realize, no response is a response when it comes to sticking up for what is right and what is wrong, when it comes to racial issues, when it comes to racial injustices in the workplace, when it comes to like just culture issues in general, you know, by you saying that it has nothing to do with you, you're basically co-signing, you know, co-signing the oppressor and it's, you know, basically stating, okay, this has nothing to do with me, so I'm not going to say nothing, but it does have something to do with you because if you continuously ignore what is going on, then the troubles are not going to disappear. They're just going to revamp themselves and become worse, you know, over time. So hopefully Gabby mud them, okay? Run them through the mud, okay? Because they came and they played with the wrong one. Because one thing about Gabby, Gabby ain't shy to speak her mind. Gabby don't care if you like it. Gabby don't care if you don't like it. Baby, if Gabby feels some type of way, you going to know Gabby feels some type of way. Because Gabby going to let you know she feels some type of way, okay? Listen. Listen, okay? At the end of the day, I just, I just feel like there's a lot of growth that needs to happen when it comes to the entertainment industry. I feel like there's still a lot of industries that are very whitewashed and they think that by having a black face is enough for them, but they just want the black face just as the black face. Like you don't talk, you don't have a say so. You're just here so that we can say that we're diverse. You're just here just so that we can say that we're for the people and that we're for the culture. But when you open your mouth, we don't want nothing to be said because think about it. All the judges that you guys have picked has been black and none of them have stayed you know what i'm saying like not just judges but just hosts like anybody you have Tara, uh terry what, what's his name from everybody hates chris you got him and then you had nick cannon and then gabrielle union and then tyra banks so it's like you know at this point it's like i just need it's like the way that i see it is just like a brand that's just like okay i need a black person but if you're going to be here, I need you to be black, but without a voice, without an opinion, without a say so. And to do as I say and not as you say and not to hold an opinion because once you hold an opinion, then you become a person. I don't want you to become a person. I just need you to be my face. That's the vibes and energies that I got from America's Got Talent. First and foremost, I don't even watch that show anymore. After what I did to Nick Cannon, I don't even watch that show. So it's crazy that Years later, it's still the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So, Gabby, get your coins, okay? Get all your coins. Every single last one of your coins, okay? So, next topic on Tea Time with Queen S on the Queen's Table. I'm going to talk about this. This really pissed me off, okay? This really pissed me off. So, okay. So, according to USA Today, 
The Department of Homeland Security set up a school known as Farmington University back in January, okay? This school has been taking students into custody since it was created. The number of students arrested so far has been grown to reportedly 250 students. Apparently, federal ICE agents strategically enticed foreign-born students, mostly from India, to attend this school. This school marked itself to offer graduate degree program. It was accredited. And they took these kids money, okay, before taking them into custody. Do you hear me? The Department of Homeland Security, the U.S. government, pulling all stops to take undocumented U.S. citizenship into custody. Like, what? This, what? This, this is, this is not okay. This is entrapment as fuck. How is this even legal? And how are they illegally here if they're coming here with a visa to come to school? Unless you guys are just handing out fake visas and waiting to find somebody to come up. And y'all doing all of these, y'all going through all these hoops to, to find people who are minding their business, who are trying to better themselves. Why, like, I don't understand. You guys are finding people who are trying to better themselves, who are trying to better their education, trying to do better, trying to be a lot abiding citizen. You guys are going through all these hoops to arrest these people. How much money did that fake university cost y'all? And for y'all to go through all these hoops to create a fake university that got a fake accreditation from a real school. How? 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 Y'all spent all this time and energy, but y'all can't find all these women and young children that are being trafficked. How? How? Where is the energy towards doing something about these homegrown terrorists who are shooting innocent people and kids at school? How? How? Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Because at this point, I don't even think that you guys are threatened by them. I don't even think that you guys are threatened by immigrants when it comes to, you know, being um, undocumented or or threatened with the fact that they're being overpopulated and that they're doing this and that they're doing that and they're and they're criminals. I think you guys are truthfully afraid that these illegal aliens will be smarter and eventually will be more powerful than y'all. And y'all don't want that. Truth be told, okay, I had a conversation with my homegirl a few years ago about, you know, about this whole culture shift when it comes to, you know, racism, when it comes to the undocumented immigrants, when it comes to that whole thing. And we were talking and I was telling her how it has nothing to do with them being undocumented. It has everything to do with keeping the balance because truth be told, in a matter of 20 years, give or take, the average person is going to be mixed. The average person is not going to be white. And so the white race will no longer be dominant. The dominant race will be the Hispanic race with the black being, you know, the the second. So right now it's whites, Hispanics, then blacks. So within the next 20 years or so, it's supposed to be Hispanics, blacks, and whites, because there's a lot of white women that are not reproducing with white men, which is why if you guys remember back back a few months ago when those um cities when those when those states made abortion illegal those states were predominantly white states states that don't have really much of a culture 
or really much diversity there. Why? Because the government wants to maintain population. They want to maintain population of control because if you don't have majority of the population, then you don't have majority of the control. Whereas you have Hispanics that are coming out from Mexico, coming out from South America, coming out from this place, going that place, going that place. And eventually it's going to be overpopulated to the point that the white race will never be the dominant one anymore. And so that's why I said the border control, all of that stuff is more so them trying to keep the population down to nothing so that they could maintain their level of dominance. So with this whole fake university thing, it's like, where is this energy to the shit that matters? Like, truth be told, like, where's the energy to the shit that matters? Like, this is not a priority. This should not be a priority. And the fact that this is a priority is truly disgusting. It's disgusting. Like, (sighs) the world is coming to an end at this point because if it's not one thing, it's something else. But this world is still fucked up. You know, there's still a lot of people going through homelessness and there's nobody helping you know there's a lot of single broken homes there's there's people getting kidnapped in broad daylight there's sex trafficking young brown and black boys and girls people are being murdered at a high rate babies are being killed and kidnapped and sexually assaulted as as a high rate there's so much fucked up shit that is going on in the world like y'all cannot tell me that the world is not ending at this point because it's like if it's not one thing it's something else you know what i'm saying like Oh my gosh, like y'all don't understand how much this just bothers me. Like y'all are going after people who are trying to do better for themselves. That's why I don't understand. Like I don't understand. And these criminals that you guys are talking about is homegrown. The terrorist attacks that are happening at these schools, at these schools, at these concerts, at the churches are homegrown. Like what are y'all talking about? Like for real, like what are y'all talking about? Ugh. Teach his own, okay? Teach his own. So in closing, I am going to talk about T.I. going on the red table, okay? So T.I. finally went on the red table to clear his clear the air when it came to um, the whole situation between him and his daughter. And, you know, him coming out in public, you know, basically giving his two cents when it comes to, you know, his daughter, He basically stated that everything that was said was basically said out of context and that his words were misconstrued and he doesn't understand exactly why um, everybody blew it out of proportion. Excuse me. And so I watched the video for myself. And after I watched the video for myself, of course, the type of person that I am, I like to gather input from elsewhere because you don't know everything. You know what I'm saying? So... Of course, I went on black Twitter and um, I read what people were saying. So a lot of people were saying, you know, um, they wish that um, Deja was there so that she could speak for herself. Um, One person said the problem with people like him, they never accept responsibility for their action. Um, T.I., your story has holes in it. but, But why do he speak to her like this? Um, I don't believe him. I don't think half of his words are real. I think he only used it for the right sittings. Someone says, so he's going to really sit here and play dumb. He's done all this education, all this educated commentary, but he was shocked about the backlash from humiliating his daughter. 
boy stop lying he never takes responsibility for his mistakes he is such a mis 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 blah, 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 a misogynistic and um most of y'all are supposed to be christians when well, the bible men were directly involved with the virginity of their daughter in fact the night after she loses her virginity the mom and the dad roll goes to the bedroom in tent okay i'm not gonna read that that's that's doing too much but i was i was watching and i was you know internalizing everything and I honestly feel like T.I.'s situation when it came to him being on the red table was a damn if you do, damn if you don't moment. And the reason why I say that is because truth be told, me personally watching the video and me watching his response, I didn't see any fault in what he said. I didn't see him as a man who did not take ownership. I seen him as a man who didn't know better until the situation happened. And the reason why I say that is because throughout the interview, when um questions were being asked you know how do you feel about this or you know what did you know about this he kept referring back to his daughter he kept referring back to you know he didn't know how she would have taken it he didn't know that she would have been embarrassed and he was like I don't care about y'all I don't care about the internet I don't care about any of that like my main focus was you know damn I really messed up I did you know fucked up by telling the world this i didn't know how sacred it was until after the fact and so he did also clarify that when it happened she was a lot younger when it happened the mother made her mother made the appointment and he went when it did happen he was not in the examination room or anything of that sort and everything kind of just got thrown out of proportion what i will say is i really do like the fact that ti used that platform to kind of throw his own questions back i know he did ask he was like you know what's the problem with me being an overprotective father and um people were like you know well they were like you as a father you don't know how sensitive that is you don't know how sensitive that topic is and he was like but how can you allow me to know if you shame a man for wanting to know and it, it takes me into this topic of, well, it takes me to this place of understanding that there's a bias when it comes to what roles a man is allowed to take and what role a man isn't allowed to take. Do I feel like it was his business to come out in public and say that? No, but I also feel like T.I. is a, such a transparent person that he didn't realize how deeply rooted that situation is when it comes to a girl's virginity when it comes to her sexuality until after the situation happened however if we really put into perspective it's a damn if you do damn if you don't so he's getting shame for giving a fuck about his daughter's well-being wanting to make sure that she keeps her innocent as long as she can as long as she can in today's society he's getting shame for that but in turn if you know she was to get pregnant Y'all would be the same one shaming him. So it's like a damn if you do, damn if you don't. At the end of the day, I just feel like when it comes down to it, nobody can tell you what you can and cannot do in your household. And, you know, I just feel like there's a lot of people that like to point the fingers, but there's nobody holding themselves accountable for their own shit. Because you have parents out here who don't know nothing about their child, who don't know that their child is a whole ass hoe out here, whole ass titty bopping, popping her pussy every night, you know? And so it's like, Y'all are so quick to go on the internet and y'all are so quick to shame um, other people just because you guys think that you can. And it's like, but you really can't because you are in no room, shape, form, or fashion better than the next person. 
And that's why I honestly feel like a lot of people just get so brave and so comfortable when it comes to social media that they just want to talk their shit. And 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 as far as Deja being on there, I I don't think that she needed to be on there if Willow wasn't going to be on there. And I also feel like because of the type of person that she is and she's very quiet and she's very to herself, I don't think that she would have ever involved herself in that in the first place. And I don't think her father would force her to be there in the first place. So... I just feel like at the end of the day, you know, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't. And you can't tell somebody how they raise their child when you're not feeding them, you're not financing them, you're not taking care of them. And ultimately speaking, there's a lot of fathers that should be a lot more involved with their daughter and a lot more hands on with their daughter. Not necessarily their virginity, because, you know, there's no such there's no real way of you tracking a woman's virginity. But at the same time, I feel like there should be a lot more guys or a lot more father figures being, um, being, um, being brought to light because there's a lot of lost girls. There's a, this new generation of girls, they're so lost, honey, we just going to save that for another topic for another day. All right now. So we're just going to close out Tea Time with Queen Sandra. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you not have already, check out our past episodes below. And I hope you guys have a wonderful and safe weekend. Okay? Y'all be blessed. Y'all be straight. Y'all be grateful. Know that all it takes is one day for God to bless your life and make your life so much more better and so much more different. So, baby, keep pushing. Keep going. And I'll see you dirty, filthy whore bags later. Hugs and kisses, y'all. Hugs and motherfucking kisses. Mwah.